Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the morning starts now. Sportsnet 960, the fan. But here comes Gaudreau. Comes into wide left. Races to the Stars net. Deeks shoots and scores! Johnny Gaudreau! Forehand to backhand! Buries it! And it's 2-0 Flames! And the final few seconds will come off the clock. Two wins down. 14 to go for the Flames. Who win? A dogfight in Dallas tonight. I mean, I dogs, cats. It was more of a firefight. Now the flames, I mean, stars, a lot, a lot of heat there. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Dog fight. These are illegal in most places, you know. If you're a prominent NFL player, it could ruin your career for yeah, a few Yeah, don't do it. Despite, despite what your upbringing may have taught you. Mm-hmm. You may have been led to believe it's fine. This might, you think, is a cultural event. I don't know that it mm, is. No, 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 no. That was uh, that was a nail biter. That was uh, that was played in Pucker City last night. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it. Uh... <laughs> that's the capital of uh, Puckerland, isn't it? Pucker City. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the, every, At least that's where I was. Most of the people in Puckerland, yeah, they live in Pucker City. Yeah, Puckerville, just on the outskirts. A little smaller, cuter, yeah, quaint. Yeah. Has a nice main street. What but... do they call those bedroom communities? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but you want the action, you go to Pucker City. You go right to downtown Pucker City. <laughs> right. And that's in the teeth of it. <laughs> where Let's we go. were last night. Yeah. Right downtown. Woo! Oh man. Yeah. You know what my kid did last night? No, this is, prob- this, is, this is probably, <laughs> yeah, probably, oh, no, this is really solid parenting. He let out an, he let out an F.U. Ottinger last night. <laughs> you know what? Bleep you, Ottinger. Okay, where are we in the game? I uh, let, first period, I think. Because uh, you could see it, like, if, when they finally <laughs> get one past him, maybe that's then, or is it just one of the, the, the never-ending saves that started yeah. the game? It was after the Shillington blocker and the Toffoli glove. Yeah, the Toffoli and... glove was getting a little silly. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. Easy. Jake. Pal. Yeah. No, it was, so, it, I, I, it was in the fog. I don't know. I... I There's echoed his sentiments. I was with him. Yeah, I, I did not disagree. Yeah, I think that's when the, the tone at the venue I was at became, um, so who is the best candidate to run this goalie? Like, is it Richie? Yeah. Well, no, he's out because there's 11 forwards. They're not using Manjupani, but you might need him later. Like, who can can Lewis run the goalie, or do we not he's trust Carpenter va- enough? I don't know. Who's running the – Michael Stone, come on down. Could you run the goalie? No, he's on the second power play unit. Led the team in shots. Eight shots. Hell's going on, Michael. Holy bleep. If any other coach pulls (laughs) off what Sutter did yesterday, morning skate, Brett Ritchie on the second line, Manjapani to fourth line, what is the coach? I guess we had talked. Hey, we talked about juggling and juggling Mm -hmm. the lines, moving things around. Yesterday was quite a day for that. XL, by the way. Um, And then game time rolls around, and Richie's not on the second line. He's in the press box, and Michael Stone, who we hadn't seen since the tail end of the regular season, Mm -hmm. he's in and on the power play. And like 
first unit, I believe, on the first power play. <laughs> right? Like any other it's coach. Unbelievable. But it, you know, and I, it hit me last night. I haven't heard this refrain. You, you think back and you go back to 04. And if, if, if that's a little before your years, you'll understand. I, I understand. But remember, there was the phrase back in 04. No matter what Daryl did, mm-hmm. in Daryl we trust. In Daryl we trust indeed. Was that kind of I an in Daryl we trust moment no, yesterday? Is it the penny or the quarter? Like on an American coin, it's in God we trust. And yeah. in Calgary, it was in Daryl we trust. And how could you not? In he Darryl showed up we midway trust. through an 2 3 season where it was like the seventh year in a row they were going to miss the playoffs. And they finally started looking like a respectable work hard group that at least you could root for yeah. by the time that season wound down. It was the first time in his coaching career to ever miss the playoffs. And the next year, like, how could you doubt him? And like, honestly, go read everyone's preseason predictions for the Calgary Flames this year. Yeah. How could you not trust in Daryl? And I guess, for, uh, and maybe it has been, I, I, maybe it's on online and all of that. And maybe people have been saying, I just it hit me yesterday when Stone came in and actually played pretty well, was giving them some minutes, and not, okay, he's stepped right in, does not look out of out of out of sync, and the the whole Richie thing at the morning skate. Not a lot of coaches are gonna a bother to do it, and then b go through with it. But of course he's going to, and it's like there there's another we're we're back to the, in Daryl we trust once again. I don't know if we'll be making any t-shirts, but well, we got a big was, showdown today though. I'll tell you what, Sarich is coming in. I know. Do yeah, you yeah, remember oh, when, do. when he went full uh, dragon breathing fire in mm-hmm. seven? You can't do seven D. I know. Yeah. You can't dress seven D. Yeah, it's on my list of. Uh, I mean, I, I, things to bring up for sure. Let's make sure everything's nailed down in the studio here. We got the fire extinguisher nearby. This it could was, be crazy today. No one else is enjoying this series, right? Unless you're in it. No one else is really enjoying it. You correct? mean like fans in other markets or yeah. like the fan base, how angsty this is? What are you no, no. About? I mean fans in other markets. Of the eight series, now seven. Well, the last two have been better. The first two games are one nothing games, so that's a little dull. But, I, you know, the scoring chances have picked up. Pace has picked up. The the quality of hockey, I think, has picked up. You're seeing more goals. But it was one nothing after two. I was just thinking if you're invested – like Flames fans are and Stars fans are. You might not are. have made it if you if you, you were in the Eastern time zone. You probably said, you know what? I'm good. Haven't seen a lick of one, nothing, scoreless, no thanks. And I think we would be guilty of that if the if it was reversed. If there were other series and oh, we were Oh yeah. The- no, if it's if this was Edmonton LA, you'd just say, I'm not it's not worth me staying up till yeah. eleven for this. I'm good. But it's it's been dramatic and you can't help. You give a ton of credit to Jake Ottinger and then just a little bit more to the Flames. Mm-hmm. And it, I think last night, not to overstate and to get too wound up in anything, but Daryl Sutter has talked a lot about how this team has to learn and has to get some experience and all of that. As far as, are they a young team? No, but a lot of the players within that core are young in age and in terms of playoff experience. Mm-hmm. And perseverance, resiliency, facing adversity, they've had it through this series, and they had all of it last night. By no, again, I'm on any other team, in most any other team, in any other situation, you play like you did in the first. You outshoot the other team 19 to 8. That's a with lot. With those yeah. scoring and the scoring chances of the 19 
man, I got to feel like three are in the net. And what were the shots at 1.11-1? Right. Like I, it was just, whew. And you look at the goaltending that's happening out, outside of town. Other markets, yeah. <laughs> right? Anyway, you are, you're fighting it. You know how good the goalie is. You know how Dallas is going to beat you. And they've beaten you twice by doing it. Sit back, defend, defend, defend. Wait for a breakdown. Wait for an opportunity. Pounce. Maybe get a power play goal. That whole thing. They stuck to it, and it couldn't have been easy. In in their in their own minds, as a group, as after the first period, here we are again. This hot injuries. No, we're good. All right, stay out. Stay with it, boys. Stay with it, boys. Then you finally break through with a five on three goal. It took a five on three mm-hmm. howitzer. Perfectly placed off the bar and in. It had to be a perfect shot to beat this guy. And you were still one shot, one unlucky bounce away from being back in a tie hockey game again. Yeah, they're steamrolling them. Like the shot, the Dallas is 22 shots to through 40. The Flames have 39. Like yeah. 39 is a good night for over 60 minutes. And it's still one shot away from tie game. And remember I was saying to you in game one or maybe even game two, when Ottinger was throwing up all these saves, but it didn't feel like there were glorious chances. It was all kind of routine stuff. It was definitely more last peripheral night, than it's been the last two. Right? Last night specifically, game three a little bit more, but last night, mm-hmm. the, the Toffoli glove, there were a couple of those blocker saves. The yeah, Toffoli they... one on the power play, and then the Coleman one coming off the, uh, off the right side. They're perfect. A foot and a half off the ice, they're exactly where you want to put them. But the kid makes those saves. The Goudreau off the stanchion. Backlund gets it to him. Ordinarily, mm-hmm. that's that's a quick bang, bang. That's going in. It, it would have been easy to just kind of shrug and, and get frustrated. But the, the scoring chances to me was the big difference last night. That they did finally break through with glorious chances. And then they were rewarded for it. And again, getting romantic perhaps. Mm-hmm. A lot's still to be decided in this series, obviously. Yeah, you're square. It's a race to four. Both teams have two wins. But for a guy who has been dogged in the media, in the city, the fan base, as a guy who can't elevate in the playoffs and disappears and shrinks, he's a shrinking violet, can't handle it, all of this. Johnny Gaudreau took a heavy hit to the head in his first shift of the hockey game, Mm -hmm. stayed in the game, left, Came back, six shots on net, could have had a hat trick. The one glove save, Andre just gets a piece of the glove. He's at the side of the net, that kind of bouncing play with he and Kachuk. And still get, and gets the game-winning goal on a penalty shot after missing a breakaway in the previous game mm-hmm. that was a huge moment that he talked about after the game, Darryl before this game. His coach brought it up. Makes good on the uh, on the penalty shot. It holds up as the game winner. He's got four points in four games for Johnny Gaudreau. That's exactly what. That's a playoff performer. That is a statement game to me from number thirteen. Team high eleven shot attempts is around it, and four points in four games doesn't sound like a lot, but uh, go count the number of goals there's been in this series. They didn't score in game two. There's only one in game one. He set that up on the power play. They got two in game three. So you're looking at what? He's he's in on half, more than half their goals. And the, and the he doesn't get an assist on the on the one nothing goal. 
but he t- had as much yes. as he touched as much as anybody else there. And I mean, Yarn Croak almost had one again, a, a great He's little like, give and go with he, <laughs> with he and Johnny. Um, Two acts at it, didn't he? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. he had one, and then Dubé had had another. Jeez. But there was plenty there, right? Oh yeah, they, they, there's that, enough chances to win two hockey games there. So if tip your cap to Andre, he's been excellent. You tip your cap, but I, I guess to to the original point, and the coach isn't really gonna heap praise on players right now, even though you know he was probably, you know, in his own way, kind of bursting with some pride on that bus and plane ride. Well, home. think about his post game comments after game three. Calls out his soon-to-be free agent superstar, not by name, but enough that anyone that watched the game knows exactly who he's talking about. Big guy's got a score there. Yeah, well, he was asked directly about it, even the, the Goudreau chance, and he said, yeah, guy's got a score there. So, you know, the, the people that haven't been fluent in Sutteries or in, they don't know the in Daryl We Trust mantra are thinking, like, how in the world are you calling out your best player? You're now down 2-1 in a series. You're going to need this guy. Mm-hmm. They all know exactly what he's doing. Like, what did he get from Johnny after essentially challenging him in the media? What did he get? His best playoff, maybe, of his performance of his playoff career. Yeah, I don't know Right? it's like, close. Yeah. No. It, like, sorry, Daryl knows what he's doing here. He didn't accidentally get jewelry in L.A. He didn't whoops-a-daisies this crew into first in the division when no one thought they could... You know, be a home team, never mind even make the playoffs for a lot of pundits. Daryl knows what he's doing, and Johnny and his family have said as much. He plays better for harder coaches. You want to be challenged? He's going to rise to it. He's competitive as hell. If you want to have a coach that doesn't do that, well, go look at Johnny's down years. Yeah, there's some line mate issues, but it's also coaches that didn't challenge him. And and by the way, what a goal. Comes in at a good clip. Dirty. Got to be thinking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make this go high. I'm gonna make it look like I'm going high. Glove holds off, goes to the backhand, and and puts it between the wickets. It's an unbelievable. goal. It's an incredible goal, and it takes such confidence. Like to, that is stating the obvious. You get to the NHL, you know what you're doing. As an offensive player, but that is a goal scorer's goal to put that puck where he puts it because you're trusting that Ottinger's opening up. It's yeah. not sitting there staring at you. Because if the paddle's there, it's the easy. It makes it look like it's the easiest save in hockey. Mm-hmm. You really have to sell him on that high glove, and he did. Yeah, on the backhand, obviously, not the first shot. So if you're a Gaudreau backer, you have to feel good for the guy today. Is that another an un- million, or does that just keep it where it's at? Because you know, no, it brings it back. Yeah, okay, yeah, so just, it just staying where it was because you know, game three. Because he missed it. You know, if he scored so, in game three, so we're still going to give him eleven. No, 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 higher, lower, no, no, low, lower, lower. Well, someone give him eleven, right? You know, we're that. gonna need a, uh, eight years. We're gonna need a little hometown discount. Ten and a half. You know, look at this team. Are you getting ten and a half. Look at this. Ten and a half. Um, so felt good for him. The fifty-four shots on net. Whoo! It's a lot. I was just kind of starting to think of it as it crept higher into the forties, and then Rick Ball threw it out. You know, the uh, franchise record here is what was it? Fifty-two. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. So this is. This is quite a performance. So that they we're now seeing. have the regular season record and the playoff record. Playoff record, because uh, it was Columbus without in Columbus. Yeah, that they piled up sixty plus in a regulation Ooh. game. So they have this year's club has the shot total in regulation. Yeah, which you, playoff. It's a, it's a good stipulation. You could play four overtimes, yeah. and of course you're gonna have more than that. But yeah, for for sixty minutes, that's an impressive total. Everyone plays north of ten minutes last mm, night. Barely. You see who was last in minutes? I did. Tough to miss. 
I felt like uh, it might have been message sending day for a certain flame yesterday. It was. Andrew Mangiapane plays 10, well, Michael Stone 10-12. But Mangiapane in terms of forwards, That's 10 minutes. Defenseman. 10 minutes in 40 seconds. Uh, Daryl, we'll, we'll hear Daryl's post game coming up. But he referenced afterwards, he was asked about the growth and how this team is you know, building and moving forward. He's answered this question so many times. But he said there's still some young guys in this team that need to learn how we do things, that need to learn how it goes. You know, there's a couple, couple guys here, took some penalties. And that was the one that burnt Daryl, is they get the one nothing goal. They then have Dallas hemmed. Did they, did they make three forward line changes while they, they had that deep area, they had the ticker on maybe Klemberg, I think. But Klingberg it, it was, was four thirty. Yeah, it was three fifteen <laughs> at one point, and there was another yeah. long stretch after that where they steamrolled them. There, Dallas actually got it out, but couldn't complete the change because it was that long change yeah. second period. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I and, feel and like then Matt a, takes a penalty in a different series that's officiated differently in another year where the threshold seemingly this year is off a little. Maybe that doesn't go, but. God, it, it, they they had the pedal down there. They get caught for an icing, can't get off the ice. Yeah, and Elliot made the point, and not that you didn't just score because you were all over them and getting glorious chances and all of that. Oh, you wiped those is guys that out. You, is that you didn't draw another penalty because Dallas was so exhausted, they'd been out there forever that somebody didn't just grab on to a, a good flame, point. right? Yeah, that you would have gotten another man advantage. But then Manjapani, and, and again, what is it, Manjapani? You need to be better. Can't do you, that there. You're one of those guys that had 35 goals in the regular season, and you've been playing. You, you've been playing hard, but you've not been as noticeable as we know you can be. And I think to your point earlier, like you just that, that you can't do that there. Don't allow the refs the opportunity to, yeah. to do that. So yeah, uh, well, yeah, it, the original point. Everybody played over 10 minutes, except for uh, Brett Ritchie. Looked like he was gonna didn't play a bunch of minutes. Yeah, and Daryl, <laughs> it, it was sort of he he. You see the, the the lines at morning skate, and you're like, okay, what the hell's going on here? I guess we should elaborate for those that weren't so, aware. So Lewis was gonna slide in on the left side of Backlund and Toffoli, or excuse me, uh, Richie was gonna slide in there, yeah. and then Majapani would come from the second line and go down to play with Lewis and Lucic, yeah, which didn't make a ton of sense. We know the coach really likes Brett Richie, but you also wonder about. You know, don't you want a Toffoli line to have some sort of offensive instincts? <laughs> uh, and you put Richie and Backlund there, yeah. that line's not going to create offense very easily. Um, and then when asked about it after the skate, he kind of chuckles a bit and says, yeah, no, the forward lines are, it's a very fluid thing that's uh, evolving throughout yeah, the yeah. day, which yeah. was alluding to what I think he knew he was going to do all morning. Well, of course, right? He probably, can you imagine the amount of time that guy would sit in the hotel room and think about stuff like that? Just hours upon yeah, hours. And, uh, He's not going for river walks on off days. I'm going to sit here and watch tape and stew. He, he mentioned in postgame that he thought right from the outset of the series where they lose Rasmus Anderson and Klimberg to the game misconducts that his decor just looked a little fatigued. He wanted a little more jump there. He wanted to give him a little bigger breather. And we'd seen so many stupid coincidental penalties. Yeah. You could use an extra guy on... Special teams, not that you're in penalty trouble or you you have so many power plays, but that you just there's been a lot of guys in the box that hasn't really affected like four on four. But it's like man, that again the box there we usually use on the penalty kill, or mm -hmm. we could use that guy on this power play unit here. We've seen that a few times in the series, and Stone can contribute it on both special teams and did last mm -hmm. night.
it's weird. Like he's he's. I feel like he's becoming a bit of a folk hero. He's like the greatest seventh defenseman ever <laughs> because he never plays. He's like PTO every year. No other GMs you want to know his number. And he just steps in and looks like a guy that's played 60-plus games this year every time. Uh, hey, Ryan? Yeah. One more year? Well, I mean, you got to <laughs> wait till he's going to try to ask for a million and Brad's going to say, no, 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 no. And then a week before camp, it's... League minimum PTO, and he's gonna get it again. And I mean, it's Daryl likes him. The <laughs> GM likes him. Like, what? What force of nature will stop that from happening? What's not to like? You are making the least amount of money you can make as a pro by law, mm-hmm. and 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 you've given them quality it's, minutes. It's minimum wage yeah. third pair defenseman that can help on both special teams units. Brilliant. These these are the signings where you you can't get. It can only be a good thing. It's like, like the Godfather. Every time I think I, you pull me back in, Michael Stone. Every time we think we're like, done. What is the worst thing that, that could know. happen if he didn't play well? He's like a league minimum. You yeah. can put him in the minors. Like it's, you can't find guys like that. And for whatever reason, for the last three years, only one team's had any interest in him at all. And it's also. Same player. Yeah. He's, he's like a fine wine, Dean. And the other thing is, too. Ripping clappers at 98? What the hell's going on here? I don't know how easy it would be to not play a game for two months at a time and then come in. This is exactly just, it. Not just you're not playing right. No, you're out for weeks at he, a time. He had. I don't think he'd played since Vegas in the fall. And they ran into um, injury issues. And he came in. trying to remember the context. I just. Damn, Sarah just distracted me. And he came in to play with Tanev because Shillington was hurt. And it's like, so you've hardly, you've played like two games all year and we're going to haul you in and you're playing like Colorado and Minnesota on a second pair with Tanev. Like, boom, here you go. And he was fine. He wasn't great, but he was fine. He was fine. Yeah, I know he was fine. So that was uh, the nice little swerve. We like that. There's got to be some vindication for Tree here. He's he's traded for him once and added an extra pick to re-sign him and then bought him out and then re-signed him and then PTO and then signed him again. I think See, the- guys, this is what I saw for the last eight years. I knew it. There was something there. I think there, <laughs> I think maybe there. Yeah, I think there's a, a little vindication, probably more so in keeping the group together. No, believing- for sure. I mean, we're just talking about Stone here. I know. The, the, the whole roster, you're absolutely right. Everyone wanted you to tear it all down. The point, and the point where I was going to go is another point where maybe there's some vindication. And Bieksa talked about it post-game, and I, I, t- I agree with him. He would know more than I because he's been in that, he's been in the arena and he's kind of played that game. Opening draw. Lucic to take the draw against Jamie Benn. Mm. This there is, if you want it. Right? This is, could it be more? I was, I was like, buzz, I was vibrating. I'm like, Oh man, this yes. Yeah, all right. And you watch the high you watch the replay of that. And one guy was talking and one guy was listening. And I thought Ben was pretty quiet in game one. I thought he was kind of a horse in game two. He was a bit of a then he got into the he got fined for the stick to the face in Manjapani in three. Yeah. He was he was running around a little bit, as he can be, because he's a big dude. He is a big dude. And he sat he he was at the face off and it was Lucic. Telling him, here's how it's going to be. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't say a word and yeah. wanted no piece of him at that point. And then probably lost 70% of his face-offs in the night. Yeah. So for Tree, there will be some vindication there. Obviously, people... Yeah, I don't know but, that but that, you that know, was but you know, like no, you no, had no, to no, get no, rid no, of Neil, right? The bigger story, that size and intimidation 
is still a thing in the NHL. Maybe not every night in the regular season, but come right now, mm-hmm. it still plays a bit of it plays a part. And we, I, we haven't really pushed back on that. We always knew he'd be better in a series than he would be in in the course of eighty two. What surprised us is how functional he's been over the course of the last two seasons. He like was good last night. I thought he was good last night. He's been think about that Nashville game down the stretch where things got absolutely mm-hmm. squirrely. Like he was right in the mix, screen on a goal, scrapping, hitting everything in sight. I mean, look, you don't want to pay a guy like that five and a quarter, never mind six, which is the original tag before Edmonton yeah, eight yeah. three quarters. But you got rid of a floater that wasn't interested in working and couldn't score anymore. Couldn't play defense, couldn't score, didn't want to work. And you brought in a guy that at least knows exactly what his role is. Like Milan Lucic knows exactly his role. He's never chasing fights when it's not there. He's always stepping up at the right time physically. Like he gets it. He doesn't think he's a first liner. He knows exactly who he is and how he has to have success. BX's point was he wondered if maybe there's a Lucic in the room says, listen, no more four on fours, no more run around. I got. Leave the physical stuff to me. Leave that's I'll handle that stuff. You guys play. And he takes that opening draw. And there was, what did we have, one four-on-four four last night? Kachuk and Ben yes. go for, for roughing at the one point. but That's down from eight through three games somehow. But you think as a younger player, I, I don't know, I guess maybe as I'm getting older, I forget how young these players are. But you think if you're 23, 24. You're Dubé. And you've got big Milan Lucic in the room. You're looking up to him as a veteran, as a guy who's won, but also as a guy who's he's older than you. And to have him out there would have to give you that sense of confidence. It would change the way you 100%. play. And it was 11 minutes for Milan Lucic last night, but I thought that was a quality game from him. And across the board, after, it was I guess, game three, I threw out the names from Dallas's side. Foxa was good, and... Ottinger obviously was great, and Pavelski's been great. You could go through. There was five, six guys who were really standouts, and on the Flame side, it was maybe the goaltender. And last night, you can start going through the list, and the goaltender certainly was one. We'll talk about him coming up. But obviously, Goudreau, Rasmus Anderson, I thought, had a bounce-back game. Obviously, the goal is big. Huge. But they, 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 looked, they looked composed in a game where I can't help but wonder – Last year, two years ago, if that frazzles them and they just can't handle the pressure of the moment, you get frustrated, you can't beat this goaltender, you're getting, you're actually getting the chances you need to get. It's not perimeter stuff all night, mm-hmm. and you still can't beat them, but they managed to get them. Yeah. Last year, they couldn't beat Ottawa and didn't get in in a crappy 17 division. Yeah. <laughs> like, debate's over. The, 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 and it was an offseason where you wondered, okay, like, geez, there's a lot of erasers here, but more than that, there was guys that have been in – the trenches a ton. And we, we've heard a lot of people talk about it. Daryl needs those guys because they force the buy-in. If the guys in the fourth line and the third pair are giving it their all in game 35, everyone else follows suit. 4-1 is the final. I don't even know if we mentioned that. I think everyone knows that's tuned to this program. That and it was if it was 4 nothing or 4-1 or 5-2, uh, they're coming home tied, and they got two of the next theoretical three on home ice, which is a big deal. Dome will be buzzing tomorrow, 7.30. 
Game five. 7.30, not eight. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're all happy about that, aren't we? Everybody's happy about that. They just announced that yesterday. Coming up on the show today, Corey Sarich. He is here. He will join us for hour two. Frank Saravalli, our NHL insider, dailyfaceoff.com, in there as well. Hour three, Adnan Verk, NHL, MLB Network, Cinephile Podcast. We'll get his thoughts on what's going on. As all the uh, series continue, except for one, oh. and it's probably at the mercy of everybody involved that it's come to an end. A lopsided affair came to a close in. So Kel McCarr is not going to get me any more points in the first round? That's what you're saying? Well, he's already, got, he's already setting records, okay. so they have to just shut him down. Hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about all of it coming up on a busy show. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Flames win a big one. 4-1 at the American Airlines Center. 18,532. They were rambunctious and ready. And you could kind of feel it as the Flames piled up shot after shot after shot. Nottinger made save after save after save. It took a little bit of the starch out of that crowd. You get to the second halfway point. Anderson scores in the power play. And then they continue to roll. Remember that shift that came not long after that? They had the D and a good handful of those Stars players unable to change. Two minutes, three minutes. The mood in that barn changed pretty quickly. And one of the best road teams in the regular season put up a hell of a road game last night. Goudreau, the game-winning goal on a penalty shot. Elias Lindholm, a little uh, insurance, as it turns out, with a, uh, a ripper. Great pass from Goudreau, and then Backlund into the empty net. Mm. Uh, weird in a way on a night where it felt like they were more disciplined, they were more controlled, that they still gave, what, six power plays to the uh, to the Dallas Stars? I, I think they were in a good spot until later, if I'm correct. I'm looking at they had four penalties in the third, um, yeah, the, the, and, and only one of those ahead of the go-ahead goal. And they saw it off some four on four with, uh, you know, the. Sure. Yeah. But, but it, I was kind of at the end of the night, it's like, oh, one for six on the power play, Dallas. Didn't feel like they had. Uh, and maybe that's because the penalty kill has been so good. And it was, ter- it was terrific last night. They were, they were so good on the PK. And I know Rick Bonus talked about it after game one when they had power plays. And didn't generate much. He's like, you, you have to get something from your power play. Whether mm-hmm. it's, If it's not a goal, you've got to get some momentum. You've got to get some push. And I felt like last they night it was similar to game one where they didn't get a lot of yeah, of that. I agree with that. Uh, our guest hotline guests will join us on the show via the hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. Takeout, delivery, dine-in. You got it all. Every dollar you spend, you earn points towards free pizza with their rewards program. Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 6060 Memorial Drive. The uh, Pinder Report. Brought to you by MotorWorks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. Mm-hmm. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Mm-hmm. And they play the song. This is Boomer in the Morning. Yeah! yeah! Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! All right, let's uh, pretend that was the Ryan Pinder song. Damn Where right. we go. Bounce, kick, bounce, 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 kick, kick, bounce, kick, bounce. 
just wait now. You can get started. I'll get the music here going and just, just go ahead. Just, just go ahead. Yeah, sure. Hey, did, did you know it was a big game in Dallas last night? Ding? A big, big D? I can't do both. I got to do the bed and the end of Game four in Dallas. Uh, morning skate notes. What the hell's going on here, Dean? Is yeah, I can't do this. I'm there we go. There we go. All right, guys. See you later. Have a good day. Holy. You're right over there? Did we forget to put uh, coins in the jukebox? Had to pay the bills. Yeah. I have many things to say. I none wish them, you would. None of them fit for it. Nah. Yeah, there you are. All right, lineup notes for Morning Skate. A little swap between uh, noted PTO candidate Brett Ritchie and 35 goal man Andrew Magipani. Ritchie to the second line, Magipani to the fourth line. But it begs one question. Why? Dean, why? Well, don't worry. It was all just misdirection. As uh, is that what it was? The big-brained, two-time Stanley Cup-winning rancher slash Stanley Cup champion coach. Uh, he was just messing with with the stars, playing mind games with Rick Bonus. Hey, Rick, here's what we're gonna do. Just kidding. Swerve. Richie's not in. We're going eleven and seven. Ha ha. Right. Take that. No Richie on the second line. No Richie at all. <laughs> or or maybe did, or maybe. did Richie uh, say something offside at the pregame meal? I think he said something about he preferred uh, the beef in Argentina to Alberta beef, and it was just straight scratch. Yeah, I think Kobe beef. Uh, that's my, that's my preference. How dare you? Frankly, Daryl, I think Alberta beef is overrated. Oh, see, and then it's just boom. But we'll play 7D. I don't give a... We're, you're out of here. It's like, do we have an extra four? If I see your face again in this building, you you're pay, fly commercial home. Get your own ticket. So anyway, what, what happened? Richie? Uh, Richie didn't play. They went oh, 11 and 7. First period looked a lot like the series so far. Flames, a lot of shots. Andre, a lot of saves. The difference being they started getting to some high-quality scoring areas. They had the old heat map after 20 minutes of where the shots are coming from. A lot in the old home plate. Lots of the heat. The center of the ice. In front of the net. The place where goals are scored, Dean, but Jake Ottinger still unbeatable. You have uh, just a, a few chances that you can recall in period number one alone. Well, it started early after the stink eye that Lucic gave to Jamie Benn on the opening faceoff. He had that great chance early. Shillington cut through, goes backhand. That's a blocker save. Mm-hmm. Good save in the power play off to Foley. Oh and then goodness. the great glove save on to Foley. And then Coleman comes in on the right side. And another blocker save. A period of mostly five-on-five five play was dominated by the Flames. It looked like Coleman's was just labeled. Too. Oh, it's man, like, it was oh. so close. Ah. Again, you you give credit to the goaltenders. Like, damn it, that's a hell of a... A hell of a save. He's been the best player in the series, and I don't know that anyone had that predicted ahead of time. We we knew the kid had great pedigree and had done an admirable job after being the fourth stringer to start the year, but nobody thought, here's the guy that's going to be the best goalie in round one of the NHL. He's been that. It's been incredible. Still zeros off to the second period we go, despite those 19 shots from the Flames in the opening frame. And Dallas finally getting into a little too much trouble. Hawk and Paw and Faxa overlapping minors and a huge opportunity for the Flames with a lengthy five on three. Anderson, take a shot to Anderson, take a shot to Anderson with a shot. He scores! Rasmus Anderson rips the puck past Jake Ottinger and take a one to nothing lead. They, they did take a one nothing lead. That was the score at that point. Shots 39-22 through 40. They had the epic shift in the offensive zone. 
a slight moment out of the uh, into neutral ice, right back in. Then an icing, can't change. Magic Panty took a penalty there, and that was eh, pretty much all we saw from him for the rest of the way. Shots are 39-22 through 40, but still just a shot away with the Dallas Stars. Finally in the third, a chance to break this thing open. Johnny Gaudreau, a little whack on the hands on a breakaway, and the referee signals to center ice. We have a penalty shot with a chance for Johnny, who didn't score on the breakaway in game three, to go up 2-0 in the game and to make amends for perhaps a missed opportunity two nights ago. But here comes Gaudreau, comes in wide left, races to the Stars net, Deeks shoots and scores! Johnny Gaudreau, forehand to backhand, buries it, and it's 2-0 Flames! Opens up Ottinger beautifully, who thinks he's going backhand glove, and whoop! Goal scorer's goal, five hole, back of the net, pretty, pretty. 2-0 Flames, and you could breathe. Again, oxygen was back on planet Earth for Flames fans. Goudreau said afterwards he was kind of nervous. He doesn't mm-hmm. feel nervous a whole lot, but given what you said there, it'd go back two nights earlier. Had a chance to tie that hockey game. all night Ottinger had his number. And Ottinger's... Everyone's number. Everyone. He said everybody's number. Just a monster goal. And if that one was relief, well, there could finally be some joy as uh, at even strength. Just about four minutes later, Elias Lindholm got his third of the postseason. Goudreau centers. Lindholm scores! Elias Lindholm zips the puck off the goal posted in and makes it 3-0 Flames. Everything said is absolutely correct. With all those things happened, it was 3-0 Flames. The teams would trade garbage time goals late. It's again on a power play with less than five to play. Backlund into an empty net with 22 to play. That's probably not doing justice for the amount of pressure Dallas had at the end, but in this series, were you really going to erase a two-goal deficit late? I mean, it just... Leads have felt like uh, these are touchdowns they're putting up, not singles. Each yeah. goal. 4-1 your final. Flames outshoot the Dallas Stars 54-35. to You noted it, a 60-minute playoff record for the franchise. Whew. 1989, the previous record of 52, I believe they it was. They were good that year. Yeah. They were good that year. And uh, the storyline of, oh, 11-7. Eight shots for Michael Stone to Foley. Big game from him, chances-wise. He had six shots. Gaudreau, six shots. A team-high, 11 shot attempts. Big performance from the Flames. Biggest players last night. Uh, Stone physically and Gaudreau because he's, he gets a lot of points. Yeah. And we've talked about it already. The the difference in this game, it's obviously a victory, but you said it. Heat map, whatever. They had prime scoring chances where yep. through the first three games, you kind of had to squint it was not that the life was easy for Ottinger, but he was making some routine stops. Mm-hmm. Shots were being pretty clear looks from the point or being blocked. That was the other thing. They managed to get away from the blocks and the stick checks a little bit. Mm-hmm. They peppered the goalie, and it was by far their best uh, the best game in terms of scoring chances. That uh, High danger, is that what we call them? High the dangers, high, so yeah. much danger out there last night. Special teams went like this. Flames one for five on the man advantage. Their first power play goal since game one, the first power play of the series. They were snapped an 11-game skid. The penalty kill five for six. And yes, you got to call it special teams. Gaudreau penalty shot converted. So two special teams goals in a way. And uh, yeah, Daryl, you know, after beating him up for not scoring on the breakaway, you know he's... I mean, what do you think of the penalty shot goal, Daryl? Daryl did a job today. It's good on breakaways. Yeah, so obviously it's good on breakaways. Very opinionated. I mean, two nights ago, you got a score there. I mean, mm. Big guys got a score. Oh, he's good on breakaways. 
Maybe that's why he was so upset because he knows Johnny's good on breakaways that he didn't score any. He's got a lot of moves. He does have a lot of moves, yeah. yeah. Uh, as for Johnny, you said it. A little bit of nerves. It's a tad nervous there, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> so he had my number tonight. I, I had three, four really good opportunities tonight to, to put the puck in the net. So Johnny was uh, earlier in his career maybe not at all an interesting interview and just it was cliches. I find him a little more... Um, you're actually getting things from him, mm-hmm. and I think he's he's more comfortable. He's more open about it. And if you think that's all right, well, he went to the TNT panel post game with Bissonette and company. The mood is a little lighter. As was eh? Johnny Hockey. Any uh, anything from Sutter after you score that goal when you get back to the bench? Nope, not a word. <laughs> I don't know. He didn't say, you think he's saving it for post game or in the plane or what? No, nothing. He just came in and said, good game, best of three. That's it. And then walked out. So. <laughs> no fist bump? Not even a uh, fist no. bump? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, see? It's Johnny. He's got personality. It is good. You just hit him for a while. It's part of that overall maturity that we've talked totally. about. He's, yeah. he's a little more comfortable in his own skin, for sure. And that panel's good, too, because you had Talkit and Biz Nasty, and there's Wayne sometimes. Like, guys just feel a little more relaxed there. Yeah, Biz kind of jokers. disarms everybody, yeah, he's the right? Joker. He's the yeah. jester. There you go. Uh, did you know tomorrow's a big one, Dean? It's game five of the Scotiabank Saddle on 7.30. Start the winner of that game. I think it'll be pretty good by themselves. There'll be some math. Equations, I'm sure, that'll suggest the, the winner of a game five and a 2 2 series. I mean, well, if it's a race to four wins, you'd rather be at three than two, I think, right? So let's uh, let's all tune our radios tomorrow at 6 30 for pregame, 7 30 for puck drop against the Stars for game five. Yeah, good then. Other action around the NHL. Let's go. We're off to Pittsburgh. Well, they had a chance to, uh, well, either bury the Rangers or it would be an even series heading back to Broadway. Alex Lafreniere gave the Rangers a lead early on, but it was a lot of Penguins after that. Why don't we just join this thing at 4-2 Pittsburgh? Comes off a leg, back to Latang, a shot, score! Deflected in on the doorstep, and it is Danton Heinen with another goal for the Penguins. Score again off the faceoff, a turning shot by Jason Zucker. He was capping in back for Malkin, a backhander, he scores! Evgeny Malkin! Drills it behind Gorgiev and a nice setup by Kapanen and the Penguins lead at 7-2. Sorry, sir. I thought you said Gorgiev. Yeah, that's right. Igor Shesterkin chased again. Chased again. And uh, they've committed to going to him in uh, Game 5. I guess so. He's going to win the Vesna, but he needs a little more help. The Penguins have dominated the chances in this series. He could also mix in a few more saves, sort of like he did the first five months of the season. You know what? You look at that at the, at the pucks that went in. Four of those five in the middle frame, off a stick, off a body. You got you got to make saves. You can't let, you can't let in five. But Pittsburgh did an unbelievable. I don't know that you can do that again. How do you how do you have that many goals in one period and they all are going off a stick or a body in front? I kind of felt for Shesterkin because he's a young kid. He's in it. Mm-hmm. But now this is back to back games and his uh, his numbers are not great. Overall, the uh, the fans were chanting, "We want Igor." Mm, they want him back in. So <laughs> That's they could right. Get a few yeah. more on him. Yeah. Well, their other chance in Game Five, Penguins take a three-one stranglehold, Dean. Which means the Rangers will be staving in a couple nights. I know you're always excited about a good stave. Yeah, this time I can't. Uh, 
I can't say enough about a stave. Washington of Florida, you want to talk about uh, a team on the ropes. Panthers are down 2-1 after winning the President's Trophy to the Capitals. Tied through 40. Caps would take the lead midway through the third. Out of center. Bennett got a big knock from Oshie. Keep your head up. Here comes Kuznetsov. Waits him out and scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov! Contentious play. Bit of a high hit on Sam Bennett and then immediately followed by a goal. And all of a sudden, the Panthers are looking at, well, you better have a good half period or you're in a 3-1 hole heading home. Just over three minutes to play. Empty net behind them. Here come the Panthers. Huberto throws it toward the net. Reinhardt is shot. And he scores! Sam Reinhardt has tied the game from right out in front. The puck bounced to him. And he's able to beat Samson off down low. The Panthers have tied the game at two. Off to overtime they went. For Hagee, save made by Samson off the rebound. And they score! Carter Verhage let it from the top of the near circle, and the Panthers have won it 3-2 in overtime. Second of the game for Verhage and the series squared going back to sunrise. Panthers got to be feeling great. If you're the Washington Capitals, you are three minutes away from a 3-1 series lead against the President's Trophy winners. Three minutes to go. Extra attacker, Garnet Hathaway hits the post on the empty net. Garney. Face off. Puck goes off of Hathaway right to Reinhardt who ties it. Bounces. 3-1. Game inches. The other contest, Nashville at home against Colorado. They erased 1-0 and 2-1 deficits, then finally took their first lead, I think, of the series. They did. In the third period, and that was a bad move because it seemed to wake up the abs. Wide open is Taves. He holds. He shoots. He scores! It's a taser from Taser. Down the wall, avoids a hit of Trent and Kale McCarr. Backdoor pass. It's the 2-2 trade! Stop it. But it's set up by a magical play by Kale McCarr! Net is empty. McKinnon down ice. You! Betcha! You something. You. I'm searching you for. Old you, you. You son of a gun. You. Hmm. You. Mm. you ought to know was my favorite Alanis song back pretty, in yeah. the day. Ab sweep the series. Um. Yeah, Kale Mc- uh, look, look, Kale McCarr is the best player on the globe right now. He is absolutely out of his mind. A goal and two helpers, ten points in four games, mm-hmm. most by a D-man through four games ever. And yes, the pass to the choo-choo train—I think it was choo-choo train—on the game winner. Mm-hmm. He has that little move where he's at the point. And the forward gets just a little deep on him. He walks it up the wall, and just when you think this time that he's maybe going to cut towards the net, puts it right through the seam, and Nachushkin just bangs it into this. It's a great shot, but Makar is at another level right now. Nashville, it's your fault. All you have to do is seal up a 4 nothing win against the uh, the Arizonas. A 4 nothing lead. Oh, you mean it could have been... And then you wouldn't have to play Colorado. Daryl warned you about playing Colorado. Play Colorado as a wild card, you get kicked on you. That's not even... I'm not interested in that. It was a waste eight days. It's a waste remember? of eight it was days. Actually That's seven, right. I think when it came down to it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So that lead that they had, they had it for just about five minutes, and over the course of this series, that obviously ends in four, they were outscored twenty-one to nine. And I, and if you are a wild card team, I sure as hell don't want to play Colorado in the first round because it's going to be a waste of eight days. Yep. In, in, <laughs> in Sutter, we trust, boys. Yeah. And Daryl, we try. I mean, God. 
Uh, tonight, here's what we're looking at. How about yeah, all right. this? All four series, all four games tonight. Yeah. Teams tied at two in their series. Awesome. Some good, some good hockey here. Now, no one's staving, but uh, some good parody being showcased in due time. We'll Ryan. get some staving after tonight. Uh, Carolina, Boston, in Carolina. Come and raise up that and Canes. Let's go, boys. That's right. Five o'clock, Sportsnet 360. The home team 4-0 in this series. Carolina's Brett, at home. Brett Pesci. Trying. That was, yeah. He's trying to rally the, you know. Uh, Tampa, Toronto. We can and, and we will. This has been a weird one. Uh, four blowouts, no close games, and it's 2-2 going back to Toronto where, I don't know, who's going to blow out the other team tonight? Do we actually get a competitive hockey game with the third period with the ball? You know, it's, hey, who's going to win? Maybe, maybe not. It's 5.30, Sportsnet West and CBC. I can't wait to watch this hockey game. I'm also excited about this one. Blues and Wild has been a great series. I mean, talk about edge of your seat stuff. You haven't watched a second of Love. it. Crazy, crazy. It's you haven't wild. watched. It's, a, it's wild. This is going to be the set of this. You'll be all wound up. You haven't watched a lick of this series. I've watched admit, a bit of it. admit it. I've watched some of this series. Get the H out of here. What are you, you telling me I'm not watching this I'm series? I'm telling you, you're not watching this series. Why? Has it not been good? You've been doing other things. There's other games on. Yeah, well, it's been fine. Toronto Tampa Bay has been 5 nothing. somebody. I've got a period here or there. Mm. I haven't watched as much as I thought I would. We're waiting for it oh! to get to elimination. Oh! Oh, all right. That's different than not watching a second of it. 7.50. Nice little puck drop on Sportsnet 360. You know what it is? It's that middle game. I'm watching the end of the, you know, I'm watching the end of the, fr- I, yeah. And then it's L.A. Edmonton are getting And I got to watch the start of the night. You got the Smitty Bear playing the puck of the middle. I can't turn my eyes away from that. It's like crack to me. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, yeah. LA uh, in Edmonton tonight. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. <laughs> He's hmm? Not pissy. Did I Is miss? He hurt? Why are you- did I miss them? Hmm? hmm? On the first. <laughs> Where did we didn't notice that till yesterday? Hmm? Hmm? <laughs> I was so focused on the pissy. Yeah, we were excited about that. I missed the. And he doubled hmm? down on the pissy. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not pissy, Leon. Hmm? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. My, Eight, vo- my voice kind of broke on the West. first one, so I'm going to double make down, sure. make sure you heard me. Yeah, I said pissy. 820 Sportsnet West and CBC. Glad they've all made up and they're going to have tea together now, the Oilers and the media again. That was a rough patch for a while. You know what? Not, I not dissimilar from that Tampa-Toronto series. Games that the Kings have won, they've deserved to win. Games the Oilers won, they've been the better team. Yeah, the Oilers have blown them out twice, and the Kings have won two nail-biters. That's kind of how the series has gone. Um, hmm? Hmm? Wasn't it 4 nothing last game? The Kings were decidedly better in game. Well, you go see the chances. It was close. I mean, they, yeah, Edmonton created a ton in a 4 nothing loss. Quick was sensational. Uh, news from elsewhere around the NHL and the hockey world. Barry Trotz was the story of yesterday, relieved of his duties on Long Island. He did miss the playoffs once in four years. And, you know, what have you done for me lately? They only lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champions in the Eastern Conference Final the last two years. In a game seven, too, right? Isn't One of them, that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there was six, but yeah. Hmm. He lasted longer than Pierre Maguire, though, Dean. His run as front office executive with the Ottawa Senators, uh, 10 months. Pierre Dorian makes hockey decisions. Just another front office exec who didn't last a year in Ottawa. How's your breath? What's next for our boy? See, here's the thing. Everyone's, don't do it. People are rejoicing. Don't and do oh, this it. Is so, no, no, don't do it. You know, he's going to be back in your TVs, no. and you're going to be all no. sour again. Don't do it. It's gonna happen. Don't do it. You got two American net. You got two American networks showing hockey now. They're gonna put them on again. They're not putting Ryan Leaf on NFL broadcast. I think they should know what's working and what's not. It's not like the last guys that had the rights blew them out of the water with Pierre there. Let's go. Um, Canada's World Championship roster coming together. Josh Anderson, Matthew Barzell, and Pierre Luc Dubois headline the forward group. 
A few former hitmen in the mix as well, Dino. Chris Drieger in net. Yeah, yeah. Travis Sanheim on the back end. Oh, that's nice. Sanheim going to have a chance to play for a respectable hockey club for the first uh, time in a That's no need for that. Philly's awful. They're going over to Finland. That's where the World Championships are. You've been uh, to Finland, haven't you? I have. You like a good steam room in Finland? With the sauna? What do they do there? I like a lot about Finland. Okay, good. Tournament starts in three days. Helsinki. Pack your bags. Hell of a town. All right. Are you one of those guys that goes there and you're the only one that doesn't look like everyone's cousin? That'd be a fun place to go. The dudes are weird there. They're totally weird. Yeah. Yes, they're Finns. They're dark. Yeah, the dudes are they're weird. Brooding. <laughs> they, and they, you know what? You go to the you go to the club, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They dance together. The dudes? The dudes are on the dance floor doing Wait, their... Is it a dude-dude club? No, or? no. Oh, okay. No, no. And the girls are like, it'd be, be great okay. to dance or talk to somebody. Uh. It's like, well, dudes are out there bumping and grinding. If only Petro would pay more attention to me. Well, I guess. Hey, how you Let's doing? here. Uh, let's go to Major League Baseball. You want to get out of here? Yeah, who the hell knows? You know, I don't know. You don't know. Oh. And I'm sure he doesn't know. Yeah, we don't. We don't know what's going on with the Jays. It's an off day finally. Uh, boy, about time they saw the Yankees. They're going to play the Yankees again. Two game sets. You kidding me? Uh, they just wrapped 20 games in 20 days. Enjoyed an off day yesterday. I'm sure. Either that or just hyperbaric chamber. It's been a lot of baseball for this crew. Kikuchi will start for the Jays, which should scare you a little, except that the last time he pitched it was against the Yankees, and it was his best start as a Blue Jay. He got the win. Jays dropped three or four in Cleveland, meanwhile the Yankees just took two or three against the Texas Rangers in that half-billion-dollar infield. It's a lot of money to spend on two guys. 505 first pitch on Sports I One. Other Major League Baseball, we got some great audio we're going to share with you. Uh, White Sox and Guardians yesterday. You want to talk about a routine fly ball? Um, so crazy that this was not an out. Uh, the announcers forgot they were announcing a baseball game. There's a ball hit toward right field. Sheets coming in. Drops oh. the ball! The Guardians will score first as Quan comes home. Into second base is Owen Miller. Are and you sh- just simply botched it. Are you shirting me, Dean? <laughs> Dropped right on the broadcast. Is that right? Are you sh- just simply botched it. If you could just bleep that a little lighter, we would like to know which swear. Or you know what? Just don't bleep it. It's 2022. We, we're all adults now, right? Mm. Anyway. We all watch Shit's Creek win all those Emmys. Like, what are we doing? Are you Shit's Creeking me? That's what he's saying when it comes right out of the glove. Uh, also yesterday, uh, have a day, would you? Shohei Otani. Showtime. <laughs> That's right, Dean. It's back. He's the superstar. Oh, Jesus. Had uh, quite a day. Two homers. First Grand Slam of his career. Angels beat the Rays 11-3. Still get a baseball. Although, I don't know if he pitched yesterday, so who knows? That was just the hitting side of his resume. Either way, the guy Maybe hit... he got touched up for two runs, eh? Well, the guy hit a Grand Slam. Two dingers. I don't know. Hmm. Big day for Shohei. That rhymes. NBA, let's go there. Last night, Boston-Milwaukee. Oh, the Celtics square off the series. We're tied 2-2. In Milwaukee, in Milli- okay, let's, let's have a listen. Know, yeah. uh, we'll listen actually to this highlight. No, it's no, Memphis right now. I want to hear it. Golden State, Grizzlies, Warriors. What, a, what about? It was a tight game. The other one was not. Warriors a chance to bury the Grizz in a 3-1 series deficit. How'd they do it? 18 seconds left. Down by three. Jones for Jackson. Jackson, it's blocked by Green. 10 seconds left. Jackson forced a foul. Curry. Draymond Green 
with a defensive dagger. That's what he does. Draymond plays defense and stuff. Just Splash Brother, right? Threes from anywhere. In the concourse, firing threes. He's polarizing. Who's that? Draymond Green. Yeah, okay. They're talking about Steph. I'm like, everyone loves Steph. Tonight, it's uh, Philly at Miami. Heat slightly favored. That series tied at two. And ditto for the Mavericks and Suns and Phoenix for the home team's favored. That also tied at two. Finally, tonight, you're looking for something to do. I know you are. Killer pair of shoes. That I think I'm going to rock on the sidelines tonight. Yeah, that's right. The best-dressed man in Calgary will be on the sidelines as Calgary FC take their undefeated mark against FC Edmonton onto the pitch at Atco Field. Tommy's men, back-to-back league victories. Now they open their Canadian Championship Tournament against those same dusters from Edmonton. The winner will advance to round two of the Canadian Championship and will face the winner of the Whitecaps of MLS and Valor of the CPL. So, big one tonight. What time are we kicking this thing off, Patty? 7.30. 7.30 at Field Spruce Meadows. Let's go, Tommy. Let's go, boys. You want to see the Whitecaps come to town again? That was kind of fun four years ago. That's it. You can talk now. Brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations. BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitors. Quotes, 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast, Hour 2. Corey Sarich, next. Sportsnet 960, The Fan.